So exactly how much should you be trusting these pharmaceutical companies, uh, your regulatory bodies, and your healthcare professionals? Now, I don't want to start any controversy or drum up any conspiracy theories, but about a week ago, I came across this piece of news on Diclectin, or in the U.S., uh, known as Diclegis, that's commonly and widely prescribed for morning sickness. Diclectin's been on the market for quite a few years, and many doctors just prescribe it without actually thinking too much more. Uh, They were just taught uh, that if you have morning sickness, you prescribe them Diclectin. And patients reported that it works, you know, they felt better after uh, they took it. So that kind of feeds into the doctor's brain that the medication works. Until one day, this patient asked Dr. Prasad from Canada whether this drug actually works. And Dr. Prasad thought to himself, yeah, I was taught that, but I've never actually looked at the studies. I don't really know for sure. So what he did was he filed a request with Health Canada to look at the original data on the studies. And he also sent a request to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for those same reports. What happened was they stalled for seven years. They denied the doctor this information for seven years until finally after a certain uh, drug act was passed that promoted transparency and promoted um, protecting Canadians from unsafe drugs uh, did Health Canada finally release this uh, the data to this doctor and what the doctor found Dr. Prasad was that it didn't work the drug did not even pass the threshold that the company set on what is considered efficacious. That's right, we've all been fooled by the drug company, uh, including the doctors. I don't want to paint them in a bad light. A lot of times you're taught something in school and you're not going to go back and challenge every single you know, thing you're taught. You're not going to go read every single paper and challenge every um, piece of data. So what does this mean? I have no idea because this seems like it's an exception, but it worries me that there are more drugs out there that are like that. And I feel like some of the responsibility should be shared amongst various regulatory bodies and uh, Health Canada, FDA. Um, Because, I mean, even right now, they are still insisting that it's one of the best drugs for morning sickness. They're still promoting it. And that's not right. So part of it might be because some patients actually report it as a drug that works. And that could be due to two things. Uh, One, the placebo effect, like I mentioned last episode, go check it out. And two, because morning sickness is a transient illness anyways, that means even if you don't take anything, you'll eventually feel better. And when these patients feel better, they think, oh, the drug's working. And they go back and they tell the doctor, the doctor's very happy. And guess what's going to happen? The next pregnant lady that walks through the, the door complaining of morning sickness, the doctor's going to prescribe Diclegis. So it's just a cycle like that. So I guess today I just want to spread some awareness to the public 
that this medication, although is still going to be listed as the only FDA approved medication for morning sickness, this medication does not work and is a waste of money. And while we're on the topic of money, it costs about a dollar US per pill. And if you factor in, you know, dispensing fee, if you factor in the time you went to go see the doctor and the time you spent uh, going to the pharmacy, that's a lot of money down the drain, especially because Diaclegis is a medication that you can take up to four times a day. So four dollars a day and a month, that's more than a hundred dollars, a hundred and twenty dollars. That's a lot of money from a lot of pregnant ladies. That's it. So if you ever get pregnant or if your wife get pre- gets pregnant, do not take this medication. There are other ways. Thanks for tuning in to The Roger Farm D Show. Uh, hi, my name is Jason from Good Vibes, and I was just listening to your your cast about healthcare, and I think it's more than just media. It's a culture right now, and it's being pushed not just by media, but by people in general, because people are afraid to be jobless, and the push or the illusion is is to get into healthcare because it's stable, because we always need healthcare. And it's in the news all the time of who's going to pay for it, what insurance is going to come. And it's a trend, and it's it's kind of sad, but I do agree with a lot of what you're saying. But a lot of those young people aren't going to look at what you're suggesting because they're basically being indoctrinated on a philosophy to not think really for themselves. Anyhow... Thanks for your time. Jason from Good Vibes, thank you so much for calling in. You brought up a lot of good points. And yes, healthcare is not as stable as a lot of people think. You are not guaranteed a job. And a lot of times you're kind of forced to go into very rural areas to get a job. They think it's very good pay when in reality it's decent pay you have to factor in the hours that you put in first too if you divide it up it's all right and also you have to factor in the debt that you put yourself in to get that education and the opportunity cost that's lost and yes a lot of times these younger people they are indoctrinated and it's such a shame and i kind of feel like i can lump myself into that as well like i growing up Asian, right? Uh, you're you're expected to be a, um, in healthcare, in in law, or or teach, or something like that. And I'm pretty sure I've I've been indoctrinated as well. But luckily, if you know how to position yourself, you can still thrive. It's just not as good as people think. Thank you so much for calling in, everybody. Check Jason out at Good Vibes.